Alright, what's going on y'all? Ray Masonette. This is episode three of Parental Advisory. A uh, little excited because today I got uh, the beautiful mother of, I'm not going to say your name right now, uh, but you know, I'm going give, to give you a little bit of love, I but the beautiful it. mother of it. Emmanuel Pooby Chapman. And if you're from the 919, if you're from Raleigh specifically, and you know basketball, and you don't know who this man is, uh, I was going to say something that I'm not supposed to say, like derogatory, but... <laughs> you know, you, you've been under a rock. So we're going to start right there. That's that's who this is. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Right? But, again, the show is called Parental Advisory. Um, it's geared for parents uh, who are raising kids through basketball right now. And we wanted to create a platform for you to um, hear stories and get some insight on, you know, how, how to navigate this world. Because it's it's rough. So, to my right... I have the wonderful, let me know if I'm saying this, Jackie Davis-Jones, Mama, Mama Pooey, as I like to call her. (laughs) Um, So we're going to start this off a little bit and uh, just give you an opportunity to talk about yourself and where you're from, how'd you make it to Raleigh, and and then we'll go from there. So, born and raised. Um, Washington, D.C. Okay. Hence hence the hell Redskins. Hence the issues. Hence the issues. (laughs) Um, family moved down here when I was 12, 13. Okay. My parents met at St. Augustine's College. Wow. And um, we moved back to D.C. and then ended up coming back to North Carolina and been here ever since. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so jumping into it a little bit uh, from the basketball perspective, um, raised Pooby, had Pooby, raised Pooby as a single mom. When, at what age did, did he start playing basketball? Started at the boys' club, five years old. Okay. Um, and I and I did raise him as a single parent. His dad was around, but I okay. raised him. Okay. You know, was the one that took him to all the practices. Oh God, all the <laughs> right. You know, we went on all the trips. I know we probably hit every city and town in North Carolina. Wow, wow. So okay, so five years old. When at what point did it started to get? serious like what at what age there was like all right this basketball thing is like a real like it's not just wreck anymore it's not just boys like this is starting to become a lifestyle not for just pooby but for you as well um i saw it at the, in his boys club days okay um you know because when they first start out they learning and everything but it was a game i can't remember what happened i think i overslept or something and um we got to the game at like halftime they were losing mm-hmm and when Pooh came in, you know, everybody was like, there he is, there he is, you know, like, super fine. I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> and um, so when we, I think we, he got in or whatever, and they end up coming back beating the team. Pooh had like 20-something. Wow. You know, and that was just halftime, you know, mm-hmm. coming, you know. So I was like, okay. You know, I always knew he had a gift for basketball because his dad you know, oh, played right. basketball. But um, it was in his earlier days that I saw his potential. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. Um. Obviously, he's good. Did you start out at Enlo? He started out at Enlo, stayed in Enlo for four mm-hmm. years. How was that? Like, so transitioning from so, boys club so and rec before, before that, uh-huh. before the Enlo days, like, um, we took a, a transition of, like, when they got boys club rec league serious. Uh-huh. And then um, one of the guys that I played with at the boys club played AAU for 
Garner Road. Right. So I started playing AAU nine and under. I was nine actually. We was playing ten and under. So I was playing up with mm-hmm. ten and under um, for AAU. So like at that time, it wasn't a thousand teams in Raleigh. Right. It was probably about two yeah. that I can name. If I'm forgetting some, I apologize. But Garner Road and I remember Raleigh's finest. Okay. But for the most part, um, everybody that was somebody was on that roster. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So. Yeah, I can imagine what the tryouts used to be like. Yeah, right? bro. And it was tryouts. Right. It was. Yeah. Tri- it wasn't like, like you good. Like good people actually yeah. getting cut. For like, real, bro. It wasn't like, no, are you good? Come on, you can play for us. We got A, B, C, D, t- nah. Right. It was like we got a 10 and under, 11 and under, 12 and under. And like what the trick was for me was if you try for, if you 10, you try for the 11 and under team and you almost make it, then you probably going to make it 10 and <laughs> under <laughs> right, team. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. But that's so, you know, Garner Road is where like it really became like, not just a hobby or a fun. It was like, yo, we got practice every such and such, such and such. Right. And my mom started to have to change her schedule around me playing basketball. And I was only nine, ten years old. Right. Well, little, his dad, his dad was the one that told me about it, and he said he has to play. I mm. said, well, you're going to be responsible for him <laughs> to go and travel and everything. But you know, that didn't work for him. he. Think I think he went to one tournament, and I ended up doing it. But I loved it. Okay. You know, I loved the family that you know we built. But he played, like you said, he played under. Right, and he was the youngest on the team, and he was frustrated because he didn't get a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. And you know, how many years did you play? I played up. I, I played up, up for two three, years. Two years. And then after the second year, it was this dude on the team, bro, that mm-hmm. was like <laughs> really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And he was like my best friend. So I'm like, Dad, I don't want to like, like, he did. be jealous of you. You feel me? Right. You killing, but I'm good too. Yeah. The dude, he's he he he's somewhere playing basketball now. I think right. John. John or something like John, that. John, John, uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, so like, so I ended up staying down. Uh-huh. Um, he stayed up with the older team, and um, that's where it kind of was like, oh man, I can play really good. Right. There was a lot of guys that um, that I still play with now, or that I still know now. That I'm like, it's crazy that we started playing basketball at 12, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So talk about that experience for you, right? Like he 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 pointed out something that. You know, a lot of parents have to deal with now, which is adjusting your schedule, right? This is how you pay the bills, how you feed him, right? What was that like? Like, was it an easy transition? Was it, were you in a place where you can go to your job? Like, hey, listen, boss, I'm I'm not going to be able to work these times. What was that like It was you? hard. Actually, it was hard. I was working two jobs at the time. Okay. And um, it was hard, um, but I made it work. Right. You know, that's when I would take my vacations, when they would go to nationals. Right. You know, that was always my vacation time. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, a lot of the tournaments were during the week on the weekends right. around so I could make it work. Or if I couldn't, then I had a friend or somebody that we would rotate out. They right. would go. But it was an adjustment. It was very expensive, but like John Wall's mother, Francis, rest right. in peace, we... We did fish fries. Uh-huh. You know, we did whatever we, you know we needed to do for those boys to get where they gotcha. needed to go. Gotcha. Let me put a quick pause on it. Okay. So jumping back into the the AAU scene, that's when things started to get crazy. A uh, lot of traveling, adjusting work schedule. So now, and if I if this is sometimes in between this, stop me. But mm-hmm. so now let's transition from AAU to high school. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, things get to slow down, right? Because it's, it's during the high school season. When when did that kind of start hitting you as a parent? Like, man, my son is really, really good. When he started receiving all those recruiting letters. Oh, you know, he had a lot of them, and I was I knew I knew it was going to happen, but you know, and then he went to Wake Forest camp, 
and dislocated. Remember, you dislocated. That was my sophomore year. Yeah. Sophomore year, he dislocated his ankle, and it kind of like made people wonder, you know. So they kind of fell back a little bit. Right. But he came back a lot sooner than everybody thought he was. Still played that that year, right? Mm-hmm. How how soon was it? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was like five weeks. Yeah. Yikes. Right. It was exactly. <laughs> so 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 you know it, it's interesting to hear this, right? Because. This is during the era before social media is Absolutely. big, right? So, yes. so that's one of the things that we can kind of count the blessings on and say you didn't have to deal with that. Honestly. I mean, because it's a, it's a gift and a curse, right? Because if you're good, you get all the love and the praise, but you also still get the scrutiny and the criticism. But so, yes. back when you were playing, what form of criticism, like what was the form of criticism that you had to see? Was it like the blogs and the websites or like how did you know like what people were thinking of you as a player this to me or her uh to you and then i want to know how it was for her as a parent okay so um around that time well i started my freshman year so my freshman year i played varsity Mm -hmm. it's like already that has like a a like weight of like oh is he is he supposed to be that good right instead of like oh this kid may be all right right you know what i'm saying before i was able to like actually find myself in high school as mm-hmm. a basketball player it was like yo you good enough go ahead you know what i'm saying so but i think it was honestly for me it was the lack of so it was only like two recruiting services right so it was like scout and rivals uh-huh you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so um at that point it's like the the scrutiny to me was mm-hmm. that all of these dudes are getting all of this love right and i'm like dad i seen this dude last weekend like i you know i feel like i got the best of him in this matchup right right and it's like why is it? Why? What am I doing wrong? What am I not doing right? Mm-hmm. So the scrutiny wasn't. I don't think it was for every. Was so much for everybody else. I think it was myself. Right. Of like, damn, I'm not working hard enough. Am right. I not playing for the right team? Like, am I? I don't know what it was because it's like, yo, if you if you feel like you talk, you just ranked the 25 best players in the state, mm-hmm. and I'm not nowhere near that list. But, dad, what am I? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it was more so like now it's so much. Um, I guess opportunity to get seen. So mm-hmm. if you're not getting seen by one. Or that one, then the third one, and you could just post that one and feel good about, okay, somebody seen me. Right. When it was one or two, and yeah. neither one of them said nothing, I'm like, okay, now I know it's something that's wrong. So I'm like, how can, right. I, how can I get seen or how can I get noticed? So, I mean, and it just seems like you, you two have a really good relationship. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. you let mama know frustration. Not so much, okay. but she can, she can sense it, though. So, so how was that for you? It was frustrating because a lot of them would say the main thing was, He's too, he's small, Okay. you know, and yeah. I was like, but he's fast right? and he's good, <laughs> right. you know, but, um, I think one of them even said one time with his scrawny something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And as a mother, I was like, so Who right, you know, right. I was like, <laughs> how could they say that to a kid that's trying to, you know, right. make it, you know, but it was just like he said, those two, everybody checked those, those certain ones. Right. And, and if it wasn't anything good, then you felt like you weren't doing what you needed to do. Okay. And that wasn't true. Okay, so that was there a point where you eventually got to the point where you got recognized by one yeah, of those two? Yeah, but I had already, like, you know, I was kind of like, dude, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. I was this good back then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then I felt like um, the people that, those two, the people that ran those services had too much power over people that actually was playing basketball. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's so then, true. like, you know, I wanted to kind of let everybody else know that I'm playing against guys, and I'm like, yo, how you feel about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dang, like, okay, you are good, bro. Like, dang, why ain't nobody say, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like um, a situation where I didn't want to be recognized at that point because, like, like, now yeah. you get, because, like, you can just say whatever to me and then say I'm good, 
and you still you you're not wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like what you saying matters more than my game. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of tight about it. Like I don't want to go to y'all camps no more. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's enough. true. That's fair true. Enough. And then the other thing they used to say he needs to shoot more. You know, he can't shoot, but he could. You know, right. he was just a team player that loved to involve his team. Right. And when the time came to shoot the three, he could shoot it. Right. So. You know, that was his biggest thing they used to say about he needs to shoot more. And I'm like, okay, well. So now let's transition to under-recruited, under-recognized. Now you're starting to get recognized, starting to get college college coaches to look at him. What was that like for you seeing him, seeing the letters coming, right? Because I'm assuming the letters were big back then, right? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just yeah. phone calls. Yeah, yeah. So seeing the letters come in, you know. Emmanuel it, Chapman and such a school. How was that? It was good. It was good for me, but it was even better for him. Right. You know, because uh-huh. everything that they said, the negative that they said, you know, you were proving them wrong. With look, I have a whole t- three shoeboxes full of letters. Wow. You know, from schools that he still has, I think. But um, I just told him. I said, you know, just just show and prove. That's all I right. got to do. Right. So. Let's go to your fast forward a little bit more senior year, mm-hmm. right? I'm assuming you're the man. I'm all right. I'm all right. 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 I'm all right. Um, let's talk about the recruitment from your perspective. Like, all right, so you got those shoe boxes full of letters. Who was heavily recruiting you at that time? Um, can I go back? Can Absolutely. I? Okay. So before that, like, I think my mom did the best job ever because, like, she was constantly putting me in situations that, like giving me options of things to do Mm -hmm. so like for instance i had a op she worked the opportunity for me to go to ravenscroft oh Oh. transferred to ravenscroft Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like i played with ryan kelly that's one of my best friends and being that's one of my best friends she's really cool with miss doreen uh miss kelly you know right so they're cool so i don't know what they talked about how she said it but she like came to me like i know you (laughs) you cool with your friends at enlo i know you feel like that's the place you want to be there's another option on the table. And I think, you know, now that I'm a parent and now that I'm older, it's right. like, dad, yo, she could have easily been like, you're going to Ravenscroft. Right. You're, you're not standing in low. You're going to Ravenscroft mm-hmm. for private school. It's better for college, da 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 mm-hmm. But instead, she was like, this is the option. These are pros and cons. These are the pros and the cons of in low. You mm-hmm. do the same thing on your side. Okay. Let Correction. Me, let me, let Correction. Me. It, it did not. Here. It did not go that smooth. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it, it was yeah, not yeah. that smooth. Okay. Right, right. You know, I pretty much had the paperwork already filled out. I told him, I said, "This is an opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for for people to see you that wouldn't probably see you at in low uh-huh. at the time. You know, and I think that you need to do this because you have these people out here that want to help you. Right. And he broke down. He had a a, a, a breakdown. I've never seen it. He was like. I don't want to leave Enlo. I don't want to leave my friends. And mm-hmm. if it's meant for me and they're going to see me, they're going to come find me. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, I, and if you make me go to Ravenscroft, then I'm not going to play anymore. So I said, well, I had a, I had a decision to make, right. you know, because I know he's going to always play basketball. But I'm like, what do I do? Right. You know, so I let him calm down. I calmed down. And he was like, if you want me to go, I'll go. But I don't want to go. Right. So I just decided to let him stay where he was. And that, that's... That's a really great story because, again, I think, especially nowadays where it's so common for kids to transfer. Exactly. um, You know, hearing that story and providing your child. Because, right, Right. like, ultimately, like, like, I think people forget in this basketball world, like, these are children. Yeah. And one of the reasons why 
I wanted this platform is because these children do not make decisions of their own because they're children. Right. And for you, like, what was it like for you to not put the hammer down as a parent and say, nope, you know, whenever you get over it, you'll get over it. But this is, a, I think this is a better opportunity for you. You're going to Ravenscroft. Um, because I thought about it, I just wanted him to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, and to be in an environment where he was happy, which right. I, I have no doubt that he would have probably went to Ravenscroft and done well. I know he would have. Right. And who knows what other opportunities would have happened. You know, he would have had if he gone. But, you know, it was God's plan for him to stay at in-law. Right. You know, and I just prayed about it. I thought about it and talked to a couple of people about it. And, you know, I just decided to let him stay. Right. And I, and I kind of put a guilt trip on him. I said, if you know, if... if, if It'll be your fault if you don't. You know right. what I mean? Hey, you better get. You better do this. You yeah, better, y'all yeah. you know what I'm saying. But I just, I just wanted him to be happy. Right. You know, and you know, I felt that they had something special. Yeah. You know, that's, that's there. You know, they were doing things that hadn't been done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think at that time they w- they won states over here. You know, and I just thought about it. And those were his friends that he actually played AAU ball with. Right. One conference. Wait, wait, One wait. conference. Okay. And um, you know, I just. You know, I just decided, you know, I, I kind of still in the back of my mind wonder what could, you know, yeah, what, what if, what it could but, be. you know, in was for him. You see where he is now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So he's basically the mayor of Raleigh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, let me, let me get, you know, your perspective, right? 16, 17. Yeah. About 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. Like what's going, like, was it, did you not jump on that opportunity because solely because of your friends and the and the relationships you've established over over the course of time at Emlo, like was that the reason that kept you there? Honestly, bro, it's really because like initially, like I wanted, I'm like, yo, you good, you good, you good, I'm good. Yo, we should all go to Enlo. Let's go to Enlo. Let's go to Enlo right. and go. So when all of my, it's not so much if my friends are there and I don't want to leave my friends. It's more so like, yo, I pretty much convinced all these people to come <laughs> right, to right. school with me. Right. So who, how would it be like the the point guard, the best player, the whatever, to be like, all right, y'all, well, I got a better opportunity. I'm going to holler at right. y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I didn't want to do that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And like like she said, I felt like, you know, um, I'm a Southside Raleigh kid. Mm-hmm. So like I was around when PJ and Mike Bell and um, BA and all of these guys were playing that right. in low. So I was right. able to see that. My mom went to Enlo. That's another reason. She went to Enlo. My whole wow. family went to Enlo. Okay. So she's like, yeah, you go lead the school that we all went to. In the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no, I was it wasn't like, that. It was yeah, just for a better opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but for me, I'm like, yo, this is something that's like, you know what I mean? It hasn't mm. been done. Um, it hasn't been done in a long time. And mm. I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like I would have been another name in the pot of Ravenscroft players instead of like being able to start another legacy of good Enlo players. Gotcha. That's really where, you know. Well, we'll never know now. You know, right? but yeah, you know. Fair enough. I right, think, right. You know, kudos to you for allowing him to make such a mature decision. One of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, and just going more into the parent side. So for you, what was it like trying to maintain a balance between Emmanuel as your son and making sure your son had a good childhood to... Pooby and making sure Pooby was the one of the best players on the court that he could be. Like, how did you make sure? How did you balance him as a basketball player and as a child, and making sure he had a good childhood? Well, I can't really say that it was me. Uh huh. I just put him around the right people. Okay. You know, he had great coaches that you know weren't just coaches; they were like father figures on the right. weekends. You know, and he was always with his friends, always mm-hmm. with his team. You know, and. They were out there. They would be out there practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, even at our house on the goal outside. It was times when I well, I take that back. I would go outside with him because 
people used to say Pooh didn't like um what's the word I'm trying to say? Didn't like um contact. Contact. <laughs> so I said no I said no they're not gonna say that about you. So I we used to practice. I act like I was coming at him just to see how he would react uh-huh. and how he would shoot or whatever. So, you know, I just put him around. He had great coaches, you know, that, you know, really helped him. Right. You know, I think I have to give the credit to them more so and his dad, you know, just instilling the, the right things to do in basketball. Right. So and, and I think for you, like, um, I just had a guest on here and he talked about, like, you know, a lot of times parents get so caught up in basketball that, they remove the childhood aspect mm-hmm. from them, and it's just like basketball, 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 basketball. Um, what was it like for you? Like, because now I mean, you you and your friends became basketball heads, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what was the childhood part for you that you still made sure, like, did you still make sure you watch Saturday morning cartoons, like stuff like like? How did you maintain your childhood? That's that's a great question, bro. I feel like um, we were all still kids, and I don't want to sound old, man, but like, I feel like we were fine. still kids, though. <laughs> like we would literally wake up, I would eat cereal, watch TV, mm-hmm. and like we would all just do whatever. Like, right. We would do whatever. If we wasn't at a tournament, we would literally just be doing whatever. Gotcha. But, like, like basketball didn't consume us in terms of like um, doing it twenty four seven. Yeah, like, it did not. We didn't have trainers. We right. didn't have like I feel like we got good at we're playing outside. On mm-hmm. one goal with a chain net, like how are you gonna be good? Right. How are you gonna be succe- right. how are you right. gonna be successful? So like, I think my coach Tony Edwards, I think he did a great job at like turning that kid or like that aspect of like who we were as kids mm-hmm. and finding a way to make that um, use that use that to make us successful as a basketball player. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this kid is really good at like getting everybody together. Okay, right. he's a right. good point guard. Whether he's t- taller or you know, what right. I'm saying just like. I, just because you this, you know, I don't know. I think he, um, we all just really just kind of existed. My right. mom didn't do that whole like, you know, like oh you're a basketball player, you need to do this. She literally right. like <laughs> treated me like a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like oh you don't you think you're not getting good grades? Okay, well, you're not going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That only took one time for me of like <laughs> right. I didn't have that problem. Bro. Right. Like are you about to take basketball? Okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> so so school was a. Yeah. Non-negotiable. He right? was a good. He was a good student. Okay. He didn't. It, it, I think it hurt him more for me to be disappointed than to get a bad grade. Right. I think. I think he got a D one time in uh, elective, and he was just terrified when he came home. <laughs> just broke down. And I was like, "Who is okay? <laughs> right. You know, just pull it up. You know." Right. But um, in in regards to them being kids, like they constantly, even on the road, they would get in trouble in the hotel for doing <laughs> kid, kid stuff. stuff right. You know what I mean? Like knocking on doors and you know doing <laughs> right. all that stuff. So they still, they, yeah, they still did it. They still had yeah, fun. They sure. still had fun. Um, what would you say for you as a parent, um, watching the man that that Poopy's become? What is the one thing that you instilled in him that you feel like allowed him to be who he is now? What's my favorite thing? What What did I used to tell you every day from be kindergarten? Be a leader, not a follower. And that's what that was my that was it. You know, be a leader, not a follower. You, that's dope. you know. T- I used to tell him that from the time when he would leave out in the morning to go to school until mm-hmm. even on college when I call him on on the phone. You know, right. be a leader, not so, a follower. That's great. And you know, again, this is this show is for parents, right? People that are are going to be in your position, but. I know players are going to listen to it as well. Mm-hmm. So for you, how did you translate that statement, right, into your day-to-day? Um, I feel like my circle or, like, my close friends mm-hmm. are all, like, 
<laughs> like powerful, really, really good basketball players and uh -huh. even more powerful leaders of friends. Right. So like Dez Wells, my best friend, Rodney Purvis, like these guys are my close friends. So mm -hmm. like it's easy to become um, a follower. Right. Or it's easy to become like, oh, well, I'm hanging with him. Right, I'm going to do what he does. So like right before it gets to the point where like I'm about to do that, I just go and just work on myself, mm -hmm. work on my own game and work on what I could bring to the table. So like mm -hmm. if you're around people or if you have people around you, I think the thing to do is to like sharpen yourself first and then sharpen the people around you. Right. Like eventually everybody would be a leader. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't, I think just as a player, I always wanted to bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to bring something to the table. I'm not the strongest dude, so I can be smart. Okay, cool. I can be smart. Right. I, I'm not the best, whatever. I can do this. And I think just bringing something to the table is going to encourage you to be better at something every time you step on the court. Gotcha. Be better at something every day you reach an opportunity. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like just... Um, knowing that, like my mom tell me that, like knowing that that's a thing, right? Like okay, and I when you out there, like of course your parents are not there to make those decisions for mm -hmm. you, so parents have to be able to um, uh, introduce opportunities for each kid to grow, right? Like I'm not parents are not gonna be there every workout, and not gonna be there in high school, and not gonna be there in college. Mm -hmm. So like having trying to have that grip and that stronghold on kids is gonna yeah, they, they sure try and that's mm -hmm. it's gonna make it worse yeah you know what I mean so just being able to introduce them to opportunities to to make those decisions for themselves okay so you brought me an interesting point and I'll ask you like was there a point in time where you felt like you had to push him to be better as a basketball player um like like you know Wake up! You gotta be. You know you gotta be up at six. You know you're supposed to be training. You know, you, like, did you ever have to get on him for any of that stuff? Well, that well, was just well, not not about being a better basketball player, but um, just um, being patient mm -hmm. with different things that came along with it. Maturity, right? You know, and you know, mainly when he got to the college level, mm -hmm. you know, because the whole it, it was a, a whole totally different ball game. Right. And um, when he came home at Christmas break from college. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to pick him way up because, you know, he just, yeah. he was broke. I mean, broke all the way down. He didn't understand, you know, things. Welcome to the real world. Right. You know, but just to, just when he came to different steps in his life, just right. to, okay, well, this is what it is now, you know. But right. other than that, I didn't have to because he, you know, he, he taught me a lot of things, right. you know. But, you know, he, just like when he didn't want to leave Enlow and uh -huh. leave his friends, he's always putting everybody before him. Right. He's like. It's a team thing. Not right. no, you know, even when it comes down to, okay, I got the shot. I can make it. He going to pass it to the man that he think, you know, the right. big man to make, you know, let him look good, right. you know, but that's just him. Okay. So let me transition now into the recruitment part, right? Because talk about college. So Pooh, you and I were talking uh, when we met at the pizza spot mm -hmm. about how you were almost at VTech, right? Mm -hmm. Um just talk about that a little bit. I want to hear, like, your story of how that transitioned for you. But then I want to hear, like, from Mama Poopy, like, what was it like watching you go through the recruitment and stuff like that? So I, I already know her and how it's going to be for her. But like I, like she said, from the from my freshman year, I was getting recruited by all of these schools. Literally, I got a letter from every almost every big school, like, everybody, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and like, as it was time to narrow it down, um, I like VCU. Mm -hmm. Virginia uh, Commonwealth VCU mm -hmm. and um, what I say Virginia Tech Virginia Tech UVA and VCU okay those Virginia schools are like my top three okay and um, I was always around guys that were really you know the guys that I'm around are going to those bigger schools right. as well 
So I'm like, oh, I just want. I'm cool with if I take the the school that's not as good as Carolina because I right. those got shot there with Kendall Marshall got went there. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So like, all right, let me take a school that I, I, I like and that, that I feel like is a family. So when it came down to it, those are the schools that was recruiting me. Um, VCU was the school, Virginia Tech um, was the school that I liked most up until Coach Shaka Smart reached out to me for VCU. Mm -hmm. And me and my mom went on that visit, and she was so I'm like, oh, I want That's where I want to come. Right. You know, right. so I was good. My mom was happy. And then some uh, situation happened with uh, the clearinghouse and their situation where they had uh, lost a scholarship or wasn't able to get a scholarship. Uh huh. Um, I was missing a, a no, no. It wasn't that they they decided to take that other point guard back because remember had, he was they leaving. Have, but they had they had one too though. Okay, had, okay. It was a lot of like little foolery in the right. recruiting process, and then um, I had to take that class that I wasn't aware of. Um, I had to take it after school, so a lot of schools were pulling back, and I'm not knowing why. I'm trying to figure out where they're going, right, like right. like schools that are close, like Elon those schools and I'm like oh I know I'm good enough to play here what's the problem it right. wasn't that they changed something in the curricula from the NCAA of requirements that they didn't alert everybody to right so he was like a credit short or something I can't remember but, but I'm a credit short bro and I'm taking like like my GPA is good my SAT yeah. score is straight so right. I'm like oh I'm good it's my senior year I'm like oh, I'm cool like right. I can take whatever elective I want but I'm not knowing that I'm missing the class, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my mom, I'm alert, I'm alarmed, but I'm kind of like, maybe they just don't think I'm good enough. And my mom started doing some research and digging and kind of mm. trying to figure out what's going on. And she's the one that found out. I honestly. went and talked to the counselor because I was in contact with her all the time. And Pooh was way, he was way ahead of where he should have been. Right. And so she found that out and it was just a, it was a, it was a misunderstanding, but it was my son's um, career and, you know, right. his life, you know, so. So. The guidance counselor basically didn't know to tell you what classes you should have been taking or how many credits you needed to make sure you. Because I was ar I was already on track, you know what I'm saying. So by the last time they check, oh he's he's straight, he's good, you know what I'm saying. I'm give me a couple uh, basketball classes, give me a weightlifting class, right? And I'm cool, <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm yeah. and, it, and it was a, it was it wasn't even a whole credit. It was a half credit. It was something. It was so 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 talk to me talk to me about how like what even made you think like like. Because it just wasn't adding up to me. Right. I, it, something just wasn't adding up to me. So we went and we sat and we spent hours with looking and, you know, researching, and that's what we found out. Wow. So recruitment gets messed up, right? Long story short. How do you end up at Central? I had closed my recruiting out there. Um, I had met with VCU. So like, I'm like, oh, I'm straight. Right. Finished mm -hmm. my senior season. We having a great season. All of this stuff happened like January, February. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So this right is down before. to the back of my, right. you know what I mean? Right. And I have a, I've always had a great relationship with um, Lavelle Moten. He's been like my mentor since I was a kid. So he's like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? You, you come holler at us. Also with that, um, Dez Wells went to Hargrave. Mm -hmm. His senior year, I'm a year ahead of him. His senior year, he went there. So I was like, oh, man, I might be able to go to Hargrave. Right. We could play together. All right, cool. I went up there. I'm like, man, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not doing this military stuff. <laughs> I can't stuff. do this. <laughs> but, you know, VCU is like, you know, if you, you do something for a year, we, you know, we might have something for you. Right. And, you know, da 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 And that's another situation where I'm like, man, if y'all wanted me, y'all would make something happen. Right. You know what I mean? Because you see it all the time. Exactly. Especially around the, the people that you've grown up around, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, exactly. You, you know? They can make something shake if they exactly. want to make Exactly. You're not going to pull it off. You're not going to give me that one. Because right. I've seen a lot of words happen. You know what I'm saying? So my, I, talked with my, I talked with it with my mom about, like, mm -hmm. you know, what about North Carolina Central? And to me, um, and this is a terrible way of thinking, I could say now that, like, I was HBCU. 
Like, I didn't right, even right, really right. know what HBCU was. Shout out to HBCU. Shout out. Hey, <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. And right. I was right here. I go to St. Al every summer to watch basketball. Every summer. I, I know what Shaw is. I, I'm right here. You know what I mean? Right. And it, in my mind, I felt like I was too good to go to a, to that school. You know what I mean? I was too good to go Still to Still exist today. So exactly. Fine. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying it to like, you know, I'm a guy that felt like I was too good, went there and had a, you know, a pretty good career. Right. And then now I'm an advocate for like kids going to those HBCUs and like actually trying to figure out if that's the best look instead of going to a um, a high major and not really playing as right. much, going to a high major and not really getting as much, um, um, I guess like backing or mm-hmm. uh, confidence or, you support. know what I mean? All mm-hmm. of, yeah, support, all of those things more so like man those schools are good for you right so like going through that was like rough but i'm like especially when my brothers and my best friends are going to the best schools in the country right so i'm like i don't want to compete and this is where my mom's like just be patient like whatever is supposed to happen for you is supposed to happen for you so now it's brand to mom yeah so for for you seeing how seeing all of the recruitment stuff crumble figuring out through your own research that this is because of a change or a regulatory change that you weren't made aware of to now, okay, my son is ending up at NC Central. Like, what, what was that like for you? Well, when he, when he told me, I said, well, okay, let's go up there and take a visit. Mm-hmm. And like he said, we've been, Bill knew me from when Pooh was in my stomach. Right. So um, it was a great visit. Mm-hmm. I, hadn't been over, I hadn't been to Central since my days of hanging out, you right. know, partying. But, you know, it was a great, I, we just enjoyed it. And, you know, he looked at me, you know, he was like, Mom, he said, I really, really feel like this is the place for me. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, are you sure? You know, I said, and he was like, this is it. I feel like this is it. So it was, you know, right. that was it. I was like, if, you, if this is what you want, this is what we're going to do. You mm-hmm. know, I said, you're going to make history. Honestly, right. I said this is going to be a place for you that you're going to have memories and you're going to make history here. Had no idea, right, that he really was going to make right, history. Literally. Honestly, <laughs> and um, you know, it was it was it was it was the best thing for him. It was the best, and like I used to tell him all the time, I said your your path is going to be different from everybody else's. Right. I said, and you'll see where it is, you know, but it was it was a good look. So you had a good feeling when you took. I did. Yeah. I did. You know. A lot of other people criticized us and criticized him, really, you know, and to the point that it had me ready to <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, fight, really. But at the end of the day, like I told him, I said, my son has a full college, a scholarship to go, four-year scholarship to go to school for right. free, right. you know, and he's, go- and he's going to enjoy and be able to have memories that you probably wouldn't understand. Right. And, and, then, and then half the people that said, I said, did you go to college? <laughs> you know, but yeah. it was it was best, and I, you know, and I... I thank Lavelle so much for giving him the opportunity. Absolutely. You know. I mean, just student loans ain't no joke. So yes. Wow. I do. Uh, I got it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so talk about, so you, you already knew Lavelle. Yes. He knew Lavelle as a JIT, right? So what was it from your perspective, and I'll get to you, but your perspective, so like, because I can, I can imagine he has his history. He thinks he knows uh, Coach Moore, right? You don't he, want. I, he gets mm. there, and apparently he's broken all the way down. Well, well. This is my. I don't mind. I need to talk uh, about go it. Ahead, go but ahead, no. Go ahead. But um. Apparently, they we, had we, a, we went. Me and Vale went at it. Uh-huh. You know, we. I think we stopped speaking a whole year. You know, why he was playing or whatever. You know, because you know it's his team, and he gonna do what he wanted. Right. To do. But I kept saying, you know, well, Vale, you know, you have to understand 
that your way of doing things are the old way. That's what I used to tell him. And he'll tell you to this day I said that. I said, you know, these kids that you're coaching now, it's the new generation. They're not built like we were. You know, you can't do them the same way. You're going to break them down. You know, they're not strong like you. You know, he used to be like, well, I don't care. I'm going to make a man. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So, um... In the, in, in, in the end, I think he listened to me and I listened to him and, right. you know, both ways. He did. You right. know, he did, what he did, it worked, you he know. He did not, he did not lighten up. So. He, he, <laughs> he, he, he may, it may not have lightened up for Poob and Jeremy and them, but right. may, I think the ones coming behind him, oh, they yeah, might have been a little sure. bit better, yeah, for sure. you know. For sure. But, you know, he's a great coach. He's a great father. He's a great man, you know. And he, right. you know, he was there for Poob right. in his life when he really needed, you know, him. Absolutely. And, you know, but we went at it. And he, you know, I hung up. I hung up in his face. He called me back. I you know, so mad. When she would tell me like, "Yeah, I had it. I called him. I'm like, you know, and he, he, stop, he was like, Jackie, you don't understand. And you know, he was right. And I apologized to him later on. I sent him. You know, I told yeah. him I was wrong. But you know, that's my son. You know, and he he right. told he told me a lot of times. I wish I had a lot of parents. You know, mothers that were like you. Right. So, you know. I mean, I love him. I have love out. for him. Him and his family. I love him. That's, you know. Yeah, that's dope. So for you, and and again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm, I'm taking the best of both worlds because you you here on parental advisory, but for the kids, let them help them understand what it means to be a collegiate athlete, starting from ground zero, mm-hmm. and managing what your expectation is mm-hmm. versus what the coaching staff's expectation is. Oh yeah, I think that's like that was the biggest growth in my maturity in my game, uh-huh. honestly. Like I went there, like bro. For one, I'm not even supposed to be here. Right, I'm better. Than this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, not even I'm better than this, but like I'm not even supposed to be here, dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had met with um, Jeremy Ingram, my backcourt mate. We played together for four years in the East West All Star Game. Uh-huh. So he like, yeah, I'm going to Central. I'm like, oh, what? You, yeah. bro? Okay, we straight. And Vell did us so dirty our freshman year. Like, <laughs> and I don't even mean that in a bad way, but like right. he literally humbled everything that we believed about basketball. Uh-huh. Like y'all think y'all know. You might know some stuff, but, like, you don't know more than me. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that me and Jerm um, end up doing the things that we did is because, like, we took that. Mm-hmm. Like, he really punished us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't it wasn't easy. I know a lot of people, like, a lot of people transferred. Yeah. My, I wasn't the only, we weren't the only two freshmen that came in that year. It was, yeah. like, six of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we the only two that stayed. And it wasn't because, like, uh, he promised us playing time. Right. It wasn't because... It was a Big Ten school. Right. It was literally because like everything that we felt he was doing was for was to help us be better right. as, as people and as basketball players. Like after we cussed him out in our heads, like if you look at the message, if you look at what he's saying, that's gonna make us be better. Right. In the long run, not I get to play thirty minutes tonight and right. he gonna cuss me out. It's more so like I'm gonna sit you down tonight so you can think about everything. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like that time of solitude is like, man. I need to be better. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not as good as I could be. And maybe if I listen to dude, like, <laughs> right. yeah. maybe if I just listen to dude, he, he might know what he's talking about. Right. Yeah, for real. But it's just a matter of um, staying down and, like, taking the stairs with it. Yeah. Um, I think th- taking the elevator, and what I mean by that is, like, obviously yeah. quick way. taking that quick way of, like, I'm trying to play this year, mm-hmm. and then I might transfer, play another year, transfer, play another year. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have a home in terms of like your game. Right. You gotta adjust three di- three times to three different coaches. I mean, three different coaches, three different schools, three right. different environments, as opposed to like um, adapting to that environment mm. and then making that an environment adapt to you as right. a player and as a person. So I think like Vail, man, he's seen something in us, and I don't know what he saw, but like he wasn't folding at all right. to like mm-hmm. what he what he wanted. 
Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. <laughs> for sure. So, so I'm about to, we, we're coming to a close here. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Miss Jackie, is as a parent who went through this, right, but you also went through it in a different generation, right? Now there's the generation of social media, right, where everybody has an opinion. Everybody's an expert. Everybody is scrutinizing and criticizing. What is your advice to the parents out there on how to basically just maintain, stay level-headed, and, and get your, help your kid get to the point that they're trying to go to? Just do your research, you know, and put your child in um, different situations that's best for them, not for everybody else. Right. Um, stay in touch with, your, with the school, the counselors, mm-hmm. you know, or not just check once in this this report uh, court mm, sorry I can't talk report card period uh-huh. go up there all the time and check because things change right. you know and um just you know just be there for your child and you know when they come home they upset about a game don't be like oh it's just a game you right. know <laughs> you know sit down and talk to them understand you know why they upset or what they feel they can do better mm-hmm. and just you know help them you know with their studies and their um basketball gotcha okay. Uh, any closing remarks from you? Um, I think it's a, a partnership uh, when it comes to this basketball thing mm-hmm. with like your parents. It's a partnership. Like I think a lot of times the kid feel like he knows his best because mm-hmm. your parents don't play back. My mom never played basketball in her life. Right. So, like you know, I could have came in with this situation of like, oh, what is mama? How can my mom? Right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a partnership. Like the parents, your parents, you guys know something obviously because you're older, and more mature. You you can feel things, but also the kids know things kids you know things but also your parents know things so it's a partnership right. of understanding um meeting halfway figuring out what's best for basketball and what's best for the kids absolutely and you, and you get to say that now because you're a parent right, right. so nah, for sure absolutely um all right so with that being said we're gonna wrap this up episode three parental advisory uh are you on social media at all i am um and also, I'm an author. Had three published. Oh books. yeah, but yes, absolutely. Uh, and I also have my own business, Jackie's Jewels and Accessories. I sell, you know, arm candy for you. So I'm throwing out my absolutely, you know, everything. Absolutely. So w- what we will do is we'll get the sites and everything. Okay. We'll put it at the okay. bottom of the screen so okay. people know where to find you. Okay. Um, and for you, Coach, let people know where they can find you. At Sir Pooby Thirty Two, on all all platforms. All right, and he also has a pizza name after him, Big Cheese. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit, real quick. Let them know where they can get that. Uh, Fire is a pizza. I'm I'm losing the address in my Bland head. Fire is a pizza. It's on where Bland Road, I think. It's right off of Wait for Road. Road. Bland yeah. Road. Okay. Yeah. So you go ahead and get that. Please. And y'all know who Please. I am. Ray Masonette, Hoop State Ray. The goat. The goat. Absolutely. The goat. You heard you heard uh-huh. the goat say I'm the goat. So come on. <laughs> uh, find me on all platforms. Ram underscore prospects. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Absolutely. Thank you Thanks, for being man. here. Episode three. Friends of Advisor. We out. Thank you.